Welcome back to Daniel and Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast, where we talk music, movies, and more. I'm Nathan. And I'm Daniel. And this is part two of our live performances uh, ranking episode with our good buddy, Dylan. Hello, hello. Thanks for having um, me on. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, so we left off on number four. And so we'll start back at number three here. Um, and we'll start back around with Dylan, who. All righty. So we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get straight into it. Uh, so what's your number three? So my number three pick is going to be uh, Cliffs of Dover, Eric Johnson live austin city limits nice nice let's uh, check it out all righty so we just got done listening to cliffs of dover which was dylan's number three pick um so let's talk about it a little bit it was uh, absolute shit. i don't know dylan you want to kick off the all I right i just i want to start with a tone appreciation i mean yes there are three distinct tones uh, i think you've got that intro very ethereal uh really just i mean it levitates, the, you know, the very clean, very and then like honey. <laughs> it thickens up, yeah. gets a little nasty, and he goes right into it. Right, with what we know is Cliffs of Dover, and with some improvisations as well, yes. which I think are very tasteful. Um, I could see not everybody would would like some of his choices, but I think uh-huh. it's really really nice. Um, and then. We've had we've got this middle section that kind of it gets a little clean, but it's it's very bass uh, forward. Yeah, and so that's a cool tone as well. And then gets right back into it for the kind of outro stuff. Right. Oh man. Yeah. What a it, piece. This this is this is I'm not I know of this tune, but I wasn't very familiar with it, and so seeing this was really really cool and just. Every note is so intentional. There's an intent behind every note, and every note is planned out and thought, and it's meticulously created, which I really like. But he also leaves room to kind of stretch out and mess around a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, you can see where he feels what he wants to be playing. Yeah, and his hand is trying to keep up right. with that yeah. with that feeling. His his brain is two bars ahead of where his fingers are. Yeah, this is definitely you know? one of my. Um, guitar inspiration oh, yeah, songs sure. right up there with that Paradise City. Right. Yeah. Golly. Well, yeah. I, I thought it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh, thanks, yeah. No, um, uh, I, it's amazing. I mean, everyone knows at least of the song, at least by name, because of just how mm-hmm. iconic it is. Um, Bad time to mention this is probably the first time I've sat through it like completely. And I mean, Dylan could not have picked a better live performance for it. Um, You've been indoctrinated. I've been now. indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been added to the the group. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the welcome to the to the to the uh, Dover. <laughs> welcome to the cliff of Dover. Yeah. Um, but um, Eric Johnson. I mean, uh, he's well known as one of the best like guitar virtuosos, for lack of a better yeah. word. Very much iconic for his tone. Um, I mean, it, it's phenomenal. Like Dylan said, there's a unique change of tones throughout. Right. And uh, a lot of his improv, I mean, you can tell it's the original tone. You can tell it's the original song, even with the improv. But something about this live performance adds more to that iconic song itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Honestly. And shout out to the uh, rhythm section bass. Oh, yeah. The the drummer is holding it down, man. And his his snare tone is really, really cool. It's really, really nice. And that. Yeah, it's very. I love how fast it moves. It really just, 
you know, it really just is propelling you forward, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great, great pick. That intro. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that little improv intro. Yeah. And I love, I love what his tone is doing. It's, it's very different for a strat and I like it. It's, Indeed. It's really, really cool. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to uh, to Nathan's number three. What you got over there, uh, So I'm on number three. It's a very iconic band. I've been lucky enough to see them in concert. Um, it is going to be uh, Stone in Love, live in, from Houston on the Escape Tour. And uh, yeah, if you're going to tell, Journey's uh, Stone in Love. Awesome. Let's uh, get into it. All right. So uh, Journey, Stone in Love, Houston. Um, yeah, Nathan, you want to, oh, this how off? do I even kick this off? I mean, yeah. probably let a, that concert is probably one of the most like famous for journey in terms Definitely. of their just whole history. Yeah. Houston, 1981. I mean, every single, like, I don't want to say mean, but every like music video, everything you see of journey tends to come from that concert. I mean, the yeah. leopard print, uh, Steve Perry, <laughs> all of that yeah. originates from there. And I mean, Stone in Love, one of my favorite Journey songs, personally. I mean, Absolutely. my favorite has to be Faithfully. Oh, yeah. But um, Stone in Love, definitely up there in terms of like rock anthems in a way. Yeah, um, very right. much iconic. Uh, Steve Perry, I mean, Neil Sean, I mean, how do I, yeah. how can I even say how great it is? You know, again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, Journey is definitely probably probably my favorite band honestly like and this 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 one is is interesting because uh i i freaking i love neil sean and his tone but here it feels a little thin what his his tone it like it's it's it's, 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 i love it i like i love it but it's interesting there's been an interesting dichotomy with the two guitar tones we've heard because we've with eric johnson we heard a very thick fender tone yeah and then this was a little bit of a thinner Gibson tone, it, which is which is it, it wasn't it wasn't very thin. And I think it he's felt, he's done than some, what a Les Paul can do. Yeah, he's he's done something to that uh, guitar with the whammy, the P ninety. Yeah. yeah, I was uh, gonna point that out. Did you notice in the neck pickup? There's a but P90, I freaking love it. I think it's and, a screeching yeah. tone. It's really it's cool. Perfect for this song. Yeah, and a lot of times, um, like if you try to do Stone and Love yourself on guitar. Um, the, the, especially the intro could get muddied up and, uh-huh. and, you know, it, it's, it takes some, some good muting and good tone right. control. Yeah. And so if he added all the effects that he does in some of his modern shows, uh-huh. I think it would muddy it up and a see, little. and it's not necessarily the rhythm tone, like the chords, the chords, I love the way it sounds, but it's, oh, the, heck yeah. it's the lead, the lead, like the solo tone. That oh. I just I pr- prefer a bit of a thicker tone. Okay, that's just that's I mean that's a personal thing. That's but, a take. But um, but yeah, this this concert is amazing. It uh, they're you know they're all in their prime, you know. Um, this really shows Journey at their peak. Um, and I mean Steve Steve uh, Smith is also just one of my favorite drummers, and he's holding it down tight on the drums. Uh, and yeah, I mean this 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 is just perfect yeah it's i love really really great uh the intro when steve perry's introducing it with that little story i yeah. love this is why i love these kind of rock concerts when it they really start off like that and people huh? you know yeah. and then um 
I mean, the multiple guitar solos, uh -huh. and then Steve Perry experimenting every now and then with some some different things, especially at the end there. That was cool, cool yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. That's that's a mixed bag, and all of it is good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, definitely down it. to just oh, it's the OGs in their in their prime, right. having fun yeah, with it's the it. Classic lineup. Um, yeah. God. I'm just trying to think of so many words, even yeah. as like, a you know, well, I mean, most people know that most of us are musicians, if not all of us yeah. are in some way. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm more definitely. of a singer. Dylan leans guitar. Danny does everything. I mean, what else can I say? <laughs> yeah, Dan, no, Danny's got a keyboard. We joke about um, Dylan. Well, we don't joke. Dylan's probably like one of the best guitar players no. I know. And um, I'm here aspiring, you know, yeah. to be like a great guitar player. So learning Stone and Love is not like too complicated, at least when it comes to the rhythm. Obviously, lead there's a huge complex nature that comes with lead. Yeah. But, oh um, yeah, and and the things he's doing in this, you usually can't achieve with Les Paul, but yeah, right. um, the way he works that whammy is is just incredible. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, um, those that don't know, you know, I, I own a Red Special, so I can pull off mostly anything people oh, can do. <laughs> but, um, shameless flex. Just shameless, there, shameless yeah. play that, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it just, yeah it's just, so phenomenal to see that, again, a song that could in some ways be considered simple is just so iconic compared, yeah. like, it doesn't have to be the, you know, freaking solos for days or anything. It is it is a rock anthem and that's all it needs yeah. to be yeah and definitely it, it gets that job done yeah for sure yeah yeah so we're gonna move on to my number three which is um a deep cut of toto but this is one of my just oh i love this performance it's uh toto kingdom of desire live in montreux 1991 so let's get into it all right so kingdom of desire toto um few few quick little just fun facts about this one this first one isn't so fun, but uh, it's interesting. So this this was 1991, um, and Jeff Percaro died in 1992, and this is actually the last recorded live concert with Jeff Percaro. Oh wow! Um, this was the last live concert that was recorded, and um, so it's a very special concert because, uh, as we mentioned, we're musicians and. I'm mainly a drummer and Jeff Percaro is my biggest influence as a drummer, um, which um, like, to like and Toto is one of my favorite bands. And so any Jeff Percaro is just amazing. But especially here, he's just right to the end, man. He was just amazing. Just so great. Definitely. On those drums. And then and his brother, Mike, uh, is there, too. Uh, Mike, Mike. Percaro on bass uh and the bass on this song is one of my favorite oh yeah bass just ever and it's perfectly mixed in dude yeah. the tone of it and just mm. the way it blends with it just the whole mixing on this album is just yeah. so good um you've got David Peitch on synths uh Steve Lukather um those are the main guys and then a percussionist and some background vo vo vocalists um yeah, this is just this song. It's just it's so tasty. It's just, oh yeah, it's uh, and I know Nathan. This is the first time I've shown you this. Yeah, um, this is. So what what did you think of this? God, I mean, so fun fact. I'm actually playing on stage. That's actually <laughs> yeah. David Pike. So is this this is an audio podcast, so, so yeah, you can't, can't see, see this it. joke. But David Pike, who's on the P 
piano looks an awful lot like uh, yeah he does like, like Nathan over here. Yeah. So we were so, uh, yeah. in the middle of it. I paused and I was like, "Wait, Nathan, is that you?" So for all the like the audio um, listeners, yeah, <laughs> you want an idea of who I am? Yeah, look at David. Yeah, Peich. just look at '90s <laughs> David Pitch, and you'll you'll um God, you'll get the joke. I don't even know what to say. Like David Pitch is one of my favorite like keyboardists, piano players. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what you call yeah. him. Like he's done so much with his career. <laughs> yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, All of these guys have done so much. Like, and as I mentioned, you know, yeah. um, I say aspiring guitarist, but I, I play guitar. So <laughs> I guess I'm not aspiring. Um, yeah. So as a guitarist, I mean, uh, we'll get to who's my big influence at number one. I mean, yeah. I own a red special. Come on, gives it away. But um, <laughs> but I mean, Lukather, God, what can you say about him that isn't? Yeah, he's in the same echelon of Brian May or um, Neil Sean, Neil Sean, oh, yeah. or Prince. Easily. That's my trifecta of guitar or players: Prince, Neil Sean, Brian <laughs> May, and Steve Lukather. You know, all these great guitar players: Prince, uh, Kurt Cobain when he did. Because I'm more, I lean more to the rhythm stuff. But with Lukather, right. gosh, like yeah. he can play anything. I was mentioning it when we were watching it. He was like, he's he's just every guitar player. He did taps yeah. like Van Halen or by yeah. or Eddie. Um, he did. He's, he had the tone of like a Hendrix or like kind of like yeah, even in, oh, especially yeah. vocally. Even the, yeah, the way he sings is like Hendrix and Bon Jovi mixed we were, together. We were cracking jokes it's very about soulful. He, he was just mixing all these different artists together. Yeah. But and like, oh gosh. Yeah. He's just, just extremely talented. Just the whole song. I just, I love the way the song moves. And uh, I mean, this was, in, that was eight and a half minutes. And that felt like oh yeah that went like three minutes you that know? no it felt quick. like eight years no I'm just kidding no, um, <laughs> yeah um, no it was but like great. Uh, and like the pre-chorus the and oh if I don't have you you know that that whole part the way the bass moves especially oh yeah dude like it's just ah uh, it's so this is such a a groove based song and I love those and Toto has so many of those and it just. Oh, I can't. Get yeah, it. I've I was listening to this like three times earlier, just <laughs> oh, jamming out to it. Like I I can't get enough of this song. Like, um, let's see with uh, Picaro. So yeah, I did not know about. Uh, at first off, I didn't know that um, the bass player was his brother. Yeah. Um. So again, like I we talk about our recent stuff. Uh, I saw Journey with these boys. Yep, and we all did. Indeed, uh, Toto we also Journey. saw Toto on that same exact tour. Toto was opening for Journey. So, um, um, it's it's crazy to see him now, knowing like who they are, and like I mean, I right. knew David Pyche, I knew the big names, Steve Lukather, yeah. But like looking at it now with the refreshed view, it, it's insane. Yeah, and oh, then yeah. God, like they they have a stage presence about them, and that's what I was gonna say yeah. about our last uh, entry. Uh, Journey as well as Eric Johnson, like yeah, it's a very simplistic in terms of they're not um, doing anything too crazy per se. I mean Eric Johnson, you know, he's having his fun, but uh, but they're very much just there's a presence about them when they're on stage. Right. Toto, um, some of the people coming up will have them. It's oh yeah, but. Uh, yeah, and hearing this for the first time, I'm like these lyrics are pretty like encapsulating. Yeah, and then very the much that the song tells the the tone and knowing now like kind of the historical this was one of the last performances. Um, yeah, I think yeah. if you're if you're a drummer or a guitarist or even a sort of synth or a keyboard or a player, bassist, any yeah, any, any musician, musician you've, really. you've got to check this out and add it to your catalog of 
especially yeah because because of the way the dynamics yes role like the way the it really goes down in the verses and comes up you can really learn a lot from how a band the sinner the sinner the sinner 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 synergy that a band can create 100 right here and you can see the way the way the the ebbs and flows um and just the way that they they're all doing their stuff but they're all everybody's looking at each other oh yeah it's it's a party thing is the communication i mean they're looking at each other they're smiling when he starts that solo i mean his the facial expression he's got the guitar solo yeah um Oh my no. gosh! You could see how much fun he's having. This song right. was a whole vibe. Like it's so they're all amazing, in sync. Yeah. Everyone, like if you want the definition yeah. of a vibe during a concert, it's them on stage. Right. Because right. they, you could tell that it, there was some improv going on at certain points. Definitely. But they were still just all on the same page, or same sheet of right. music. You know, pun intended. Definitely. You know yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my number three. We're gonna move on to. Dylan's number two. Oh boy, I hope you brought this your tissues. Gonna, this is gonna, this is, yeah, this is gonna pull oh, at your heartstrings here. What do we got here, buddy? All righty, this is Jackson Brown's Alive in the World. And oh man, this yeah. is just one of the most poetic, right. beautiful, and heart wrenching songs. Let's let's uh let's get in let's get into it. Golly. That was yeah. Wow, a lot of weight, emotional weight, man, behind that. Holy crap, man! I mean, if, if you've got if you've got social anxiety or you feel like an outcast, that song will destroy yeah, you, man. build you back up, and it'll help you. Yeah, it'll hurt, but it'll help. Yeah, this yeah this is I think one of the one of the greatest songs ever written. It's just, and I like this version specifically yes the the piano in it is just there's something indescribable about what can happen with just the singer behind a piano yeah it's it's That's all you need it sounds and simple it just, on paper but when when he really starts to feel the lyrics it's it's he makes it personal yeah. and he's he stabs you with these notes you know and then sometimes he's delicate and he and he eases into it and and some of the chords oh mm, this song is beautiful when it yeah oh yeah nathan do you uh, have any all right thoughts here? here's my psychological analysis no um <laughs> no i i mean what a phenomenal song as someone who deals with i think most people nowadays the social anxieties become a lot more prominent and yeah. I think this song really kind of speaks to that, you know, being alive in the world, really referring to kind of just being involved with the world instead of shutting yourself out from it. But especially with like recent events of COVID and certain things like that, it's been harder to really feel comfortable in the world. And again, this song came out at a time where it wasn't just like a pandemic or anything. It was just feeling comfortable with oneself, you know, their self-image. Yeah. Um, Indeed, and and he even mentions, you know, that that he's a captive of his own doubt, you know, and he sees the lovers of the world, and he sees the optimists, and and he's looking out there and and seeing this this world full of life, but feeling not a part of it at first, right? And so he wants to open his eyes and wake up alive in the world, and it's it's just. Mm. Yeah, it's such yeah. a relatable feeling. Yeah, and especially with uh, this version, 
he feels like you can feel the raw emotion and i think it's because the simplicity of the piano in terms yeah, of yeah and really the voice crack yeah. vo- that's what i was going to bring really up is whenever he holds a note his voice breaks in a way that's just it you feel all the emotion of what he's trying to yes. say you know it's just i mean oh. and he's so, well known so, for so much other music i mean the Pretender, probably probably one of his most famous yeah. songs written. Did you know that Jackson Brown wrote Take It Easy? Yes, he did. Heck yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, he, yeah. Not to mention, I mean, all the stuff he did late for the sky. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that album whole, is a perfect album. Oh my gosh. And actually on the album, The Pretender, the drummer on that album is Jeff Percaro. Jeff Percaro, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it all comes full circle. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's funny, yeah. But no, but I Yeah, I mean, this, this is just a perfect piece of music yeah. this poetry. is what music oh, poetry this is what music can do for people this yeah. is therapy right yeah, i mean absolutely. this is incredible man yeah um, i was going to include some bob dylan stuff because i really wanted some some poetry some good yeah. lyrical content uh as well as all the musicianship right right um but i ended up uh, booting out Bob Dylan and replacing Which it with Jackson travesty. Brown. Jackson Brown, first of all, Jackson Brown can take a decade to write this song. I don't know how many years this one. This came out in, in ninety six. This took. song came out in ninety six. But I mean, he puts together little ideas and feelings and lets them develop over time, and and it yeah. becomes uh, not just you know one little story or one little feeling, but in a lifetime of experiences and how they've built and changed as he's grown right you know and right. so he puts a lot of care into his lyrics um yeah this is a yeah. phenomenal piece phenomenal of piece of work poetry. i feel like we we're both gonna say the same thing yeah. but um yeah it, it's just amazing the the lyrics just mean so much again i think for all of us all of us i think have some level of a social anxiety in a way when yeah. it comes to just you know, taking risks or being a part of a living world, like a, right. a world that's moving so quick sometimes yeah. that this oh, really yeah. speaks to all of us in some way. And I think it's, anyone who hasn't heard this song, this is my first time listening to it. I, I would highly recommend any of his stuff, I mean, but this one, definitely. Like if you're really feeling kind of out of, I don't want to say out of touch, but feeling kind of alone or. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like dude. kind of, I mean, it's, you know, you can't really find your place right now. Yeah. First off, um, know that it, it all gets better. Time does heal. The but the, the sort song of helps. It is their outcast like mentality can be healed with non-duality, which he goes into. Right. You know when he's he's discussing uh, beauty and cruelty and all these things. He's comparing heartbreak and joy. joy, heartbreak yeah. and joy, and so he's bouncing these things off and saying it's all this sort of oneness, right? And so he's building up an understanding of the world that's more complete, right? And and he's healing fear by um, doing some self-accounting, but also detaching from some of his maybe insecurities or uh, fears yeah. about some of the, the worst parts of the world. He's like afraid, but he's taking like with that const- risk. Yeah. And then that gets with rid of constantly, that fear. Yeah. yeah. With it constantly giving birth to life and to forces that destroy. Exactly. You know? Uh, mm. Again, well, as you've heard from all of us, we, we're huge fans of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't mean to you know, change the mood no, no, so no. drastically. It's, it's great. It's yeah, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. All yeah. So right. moving on to uh, Nathan's number two. Oh, uh, here, sir. 
this is one of those that I think um, it has to do a lot with the venue, the timing of it, and very much the, um, in a similar way, not really a therapy, but a more of a, this is just an iconic moment, I think, in music history. Um, this is Prince's performance of Purple Rain at the Super Bowl, and it's just, the world could not have aligned better, or the events that happened could not have come out better. Yeah. Let's get in. Let's let's uh, get into it. Ah. That was wild. That's amazing. It's amazing how it's kind of an abridged version. Yeah, it's right? not it nearly as bit. long as the yeah. original. Um, I think once it started really coming down the rain, he just he was like, you know what? Screw it. We're jumping right to the solo right. while it's raining, yeah, he's boys. Like, yeah, we got to catch the moment. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, God. Where do I even start with this? It's I mean, um. I always it's say pretty, that after, pretty amazing. Yeah, after yeah. I always say that after every single one. Where do I start? Yeah, well, because all of these but, are just so. I mean, so this crazy. is iconic because it one it takes place at probably one of the biggest sports events in America, at least. You yeah, know, yeah. The Super Definitely. Bowl, and I mean, it, it couldn't have happened any better. I mean, his whole right. Super Bowl performance is insane. I mean, he starts with "Let's Go Crazy," uh, he does "When Doves Cry." You know, every big hit. But of course he has to end it with Purple Rain. I mean, what else would you end it with? And the ending couldn't have been better. Uh, he's on the symbol, the famous Prince symbol. It's light, lit up purple. Right. It's raining. It's pouring. All kinds of just rain everywhere. Indeed. And I may not be the biggest football fan, but I could see how this could you know, steal the show or really enhance that yeah, hype and absolutely. experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I've never... I've never been the biggest Prince fan, but the stuff that I have seen like this and what we had previously on our list with uh, the While My Guitar Gently Weeps, he's he's an amazing performer, an amazing showman. Oh, yeah. Know? And like, it's just it's it's phenomenal. Like and, yeah. and that guitar tone in this is yeah, holy cow. Special. It goes from yeah. zero to a thousand, dude. <laughs> yeah, Golly. Like yeah. Yeah. That solo is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and just the the crowd participation. You like, Prince was an icon in terms of just getting the crowd involved. He knew Absolutely. just, I mean, when you've got what seventy thousand, I don't even know how many people are in this arena specifically, uh, or the stadium. God, but it has to be about a hundred thousand, you know, for Sun. Oh, uh, easily for Sun Bowl for Super Bowl. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, for the Super Bowl, yeah. it, it, it's insane. I mean. Again, iconic uh, just as a performer, but as a guitar player, I mean, I'd right. say he's uh, in a way a little bit of an influence in terms of just the tonality of it. Oh, I'm yeah. not playing like weird, you know, improv that Prince can do yeah, or was able to. But like in terms of the tone, it, it's just it cuts through anything. I mean, again, this it is does, pouring yeah. rain. Everyone is singing along to it. Right. And. Yeah, as Dylan said, like I'm not the biggest football fan per se. Yeah, I and guess we should clarify, like American yeah, football, American, right? not, yeah. not football. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. football americano. Yeah, so American football, but uh, it's still it's just an iconic performance. Uh, same thing. I think a lot of Super Bowls recently are starting to kind of do that. Uh, at least uh, the weekend's performance, I felt also kind of was bigger than oh it's a sports event you got to watch it or something right. it was more for the the there was a crowd and there was a music kind of like innovation that occurred as well right, so right. yeah prince yeah. definitely it's an iconic piece up there yeah. for sure yeah man 
That's great. Um, yeah. So we'll move on to my number two here, which is, um, this is, this is a good one. This is, uh, Peter Gabriel in your eyes live. I'm not sure what the date is, but I'll check it as we're watching it, but let's get into it. Yeah, that was 10 minutes. Isn't that crazy? Golly. All right. So that is Peter Gabriel in your eyes live. I found it. 1994 uh, that this was. This this has some of the the top musicians. Uh, the only I can name is, of course, Peter Gabriel. Uh, on bass is uh, Tony Levin, who has just played with everybody. Um and the drummer is Manu Kache, uh, who has played with a lot of really cool people. He's played with, most notably, uh, with like with Stain. Uh, he played on his album Nothing Like the Sun. Uh, so many more that I could name, but I can't off the top of my head. But um, this is just, this is like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like. I mean, as a crossover of just. Excellent. I mean, a lot of these are session players, right? Or or musicians yeah. who who really shine um, with just adding a certain uh, I don't know. There's a there's a quality of their work, but but it brings out the best and and some of the mm-hmm. biggest names yeah. in the music industry, right? And so to have them all together doing their own thing, especially with this circular stage yeah. and this specific performance. Um, so there's sort of this like half sphere that right. lifts off and unveils them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as if they're like a, a fancy platter or something right. served to the audience. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they just go into it. They're surrounded by the audience. The audience is participating yeah. like crazy. They're having a party on this thing. Um, the, the vocal work is of everybody perfect. is Pitch insane. Perfect. It's amazing. And yeah, like that's the thing is like with all this like really cool like dancing that's going on and they 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 start to go into this like foreign language. Oh, which is yeah. Really, really cool. And like if there's just there's no shame here. Oh, no. The, this is just anything and everybody is welcome. Yeah. This is like this is this is like this can represent if there is like a heaven <laughs> this is what it is man because yeah. this is just there's no shame everybody is welcome this is just like come on up here and just live life man like this is just yeah this is i'm not a very you know? not a very religious person <laughs> yeah, and I, don't, but, but. I didn't mean to take it to a religious place but it's just like it's just it's just that place of just yeah i know what you mean just of humanity, i know what you mean you know it's just it's yeah it's uh yeah, did you have any anything any thoughts there, Nathan? Well, you all stole everything from me. So yeah, sorry. Hey, hey we, we didn't got, we didn't steal. Got, we just got lost in the sauce there. I'm <laughs> steal one more thing, I guess. That electric oh, violin, well, well, like the <laughs> double yeah, neck violin, everything. Um, no, um, is just awesome. It, yeah, the instrumentation on this is insane. I mean, vocally. <sighs> As a fellow vocal, no, um, as a huge fan of just like vocal performances, I mean, yeah. Uh, everyone it, and it's just uh, like this song it was just fun to listen to maybe like watching like the live version is like oh, man I want to I want to be up there I want to dance like 
Right. There was yeah. just this such a positive sense of like inclusion and participation. Right. That exactly. He really like encapsulated. Like D- uh, Danny kind of mentioned it with the humanity thing. It's like this is what kind of world peace would look like. Like right. Everyone right. just That's probably what I should have said. <laughs> everyone <laughs> well, just. But I mean, vibing. across. Like the, there's no judgment. Um, it reminds right. me a lot of like Desert Rose uh, Sting. Um, very much bringing in like the foreign artists who kind of like have like a more how do I word it? It's a, there's a cultural, more integral, uh, a more connected feeling, more cultural like yeah. significance to the song. Absolutely, indeed. And it very much encapsulates like just being a part of something more than oneself. Like, and I love how just uh, not uh, the traditional dancing styles that they right. use, and when they dance in a circle, um, that you know that's that's awesome, and, and I'm sure there's some. Uh, significance to that and, and sort of cultural significance to that um, and yeah oh beautiful God. performance all the people have the drip on uh, there was um, <laughs> right, this yeah. guy with nice black shorts and a trench coat <laughs> or not really a trench coat <laughs> yeah. but one of those nice like coats <laughs> yeah. he was vibing yeah. Peter Gabriel was, uh, I mean I know him from um, a lot of his other stuff and then uh, his other work with other bands yeah, but like this is the first time I've heard this song specifically, let alone him. Really, never really deep dived Peter Gabriel, so yeah, it was what a phenomenal way to get introduced, yeah. reintroduced in a way. Yeah, this is definitely just perfect. All the rest of these, I think, are just perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm glad that all of our like second picks were there it's funny that the vibe changed they were all very like emotional you know purple rain alive in the world and then in your eyes it's all I like yeah. how we're all getting a little heartfelt it's all inclusive right man we're yeah right bringing everybody in it's participation well, for everyone yeah yeah well let's get to our number one what you got there dylan all right you got there in your back pocket this is gonna <laughs> be bruce springsteen with his e-street band playing jungle land oh Oh, yeah. uh, Live at, Bruce. Uh, New York's probably Madison Square Garden. Yeah. The boss. And it's got to be 2009, Nine, I think. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. Let's get into it. Well, Ooh-wee. that that was something and a half, man. Oh, my gosh, That's dude. That's like horrifying how good that is. God, That's, That's like thing when we all have no words. I mean, if you if you think about, you know, how the band formed, how it started, all the different characters that came in and out of their lives, and you think about how how he wrote the lyrics, where there, you know, everything's a metaphor for another thing. The opera out on the turnpike is really just right. car horns on a road, right? But but the way he delivers so everything he's saying, that the passion, yeah, you know. Oh my gosh, this this is an incredible this is performance. Just perfect in every way, shape, and form. This is like you know, Nathan, you were mentioning this, which we wanted to talk about. It's like this is like this is more than just a performance. This is a fucking movie. Yeah. It is. Like this is like there's peaks, there's valleys, there's ups and downs, there's a story. There, there's, there's emotions, there's, there's everything is involved. High in points, this. there's low like, points, there's everything. And it all comes to a head with our boy, rest in peace, Clarence Clemens. Oh man, the big man solo, the uh, big man. R.I.P. That just 
it anything no matter what place in your life you're in that solo will affect you in a different way yes that will it'll do something to you that no matter what's going on in your life that will be what you need it's it's tension and release it's striving after a goal failing you know doing it again failing again kicking yourself in the butt for for doing it over and over but then you know you see where that success happens you see where it changes you feel that right and oh it's mm, it's i don't know man it's god uh, it's phenomenal i mean everyone on this the piano player just going in at the beginning with the intro you know the most people know the jungle land intro yeah. but uh there's so many parts where he kind of improvises toward uh pretty much after the big solo still a part oh, yeah. of the song but still uh, you well, know he's he's laying the scene i mean jungle land you think about what it means right what the city it's kind of you know new uh, new york right. new jersey um, I guess Newark and, and how these big cities um, kind of form an urban jungle, yeah. right? And you've got different layers of an ecosystem there, right? You've got the young kids, you've got the, the cops and the churches, the jails, right. all these players, right? And they're all kind of contributing right. to the buzz, the hum right. of this living, breathing place, yeah. right? It's It's what it means to be a part of not just the cities, but, but society as a whole. Right. And, and so at the end there, when he's shouting, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's a roar really, you know, and it's very primal and, and, uh, yeah. it shatters guttural, just yeah. the sky, dude. I mean, it's, yeah. it's insane. Tore the roof off of that place. Um, no. And then speaking of just that guttural, that it's just that emotion, the raw emotion coming from Springsteen. And yeah. I, I think something in this performance I really noticed a lot was just kind of the vocal, the vocalisms, for lack of a better word. There's yeah. a lot of times where oh, he, yeah. he, like, he'll hold a note. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people associate Springsteen with just the, the rough and, um, you know, gritty voice. I mean, and that's a lot of his older stuff. I mean, you know, Born to Run, Born in the USA, all that classic right. Springsteen. And, of course, here he's got the rasp. It's It's Springsteen. But something about the way he holds his notes, and they're a lot clearer. Like, he is going in. Yeah. Like, you can feel oh, yeah. he's putting really. all his emotion, all his efforts into making some of the notes sound clearer than others. He Like, there is intent. There are parts right. that are oh, yeah. clearly yeah. using his rasp to full advantage. And I just I want to point out a little more into the lyrics. He's singing about his kind of experience growing up and how the band really got together, right? And that's right. why that guitar solo... Is it, it sounds like a very young person playing. It, it's, you know, kind of angry, kind of rebellious. It's got a very sharp tone, kind of right. stabbing tone. Getting in an argument. And yeah. he goes into it. And then that Clarence Clemens sax solo <laughs> is... Comes is, in to settle things. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> it's it's meant to show the, the progression of time, right. right? From there and then... Right. You know, let some, let some things happen and pass. Let maturity happen. You know, ups and downs, strikes and gutters. Let it kick you in the ass a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. We're all in the emotional spaces yeah. for these next ones. <laughs> I could talk about this song uh, all day, dude. Yeah. yeah, again, Springsteen. And then E Street Band. Oh, what can I say? I mean, 
um, a lot of them have been, you know, associated with other stuff, you know, outside of just the E Street Band. But credit to them whenever they, they perform with Springsteen. Like, right. It, it's f- phenomenal. I mean, Springsteen is one of the best lyricists out there as well. So. Yes. Heck yeah. 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 So, um, Moving on to uh, Nathan's number one. I am. What, we, what do we got? So excited because this is easily my favorite band of all time, my favorite performance, my favorite song, all of it in one. This is anyone that knows me already knows. It's Queens, Somebody to Love, 1981. 1981 being a really running year for me with Journey and Queen. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Queen being my favorite and this song being my favorite. At um, Montreal in 1981, Rock Montreal, probably one of their bigger performances, actually. Yeah, let's get into it. That was insane. Yeah, uh, woo! I don't oh, words. Man, so good. Let me introduce this. I mean, that's got to be like the best vocal performance. One of the best for it, ever. Yeah, yeah. even it's for Freddie, like, this has to be one of the greatest vocal performances he ever had. Yeah, I mean, this is like. Again, I mean, yeah, 1981, like we were saying, is just, it's a special year, man. Like, there's so many just beautiful performances. This, oh, yeah, this, th- that whole concert, yeah. I just wanted to put on my whole list. Like, like, after, like, like, Journey and Queen are, like, my two, two favorite bands ever. And this, this exemplifies why Queen is up there. Like, it's just everything is just amazing it's funny i know that roger taylor can sing but every time i hear him sing it blows me away Fucking each time a, you know? dude. like yeah. oh my god like especially at the end when he goes yeah yeah like it's like yeah, god yeah, dang like same vocal range as it's amazing how many vocal how, the vocal talent of queen because even brian may yeah like if oh, you yeah. listen to his solo albums like by the way listen to back to the light it's an amazing album but all the 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 trifecta of vocals uh, uh, in freddie brian and roger just create this thing that's just indescribable it's just it's it's perfect and one thing uh i like about brian may's playing in that is that you know some guitarists really go over the top and and just start noodling and and they get lost in it right but but he really stays stays true true to the uh i don't know the core elements of it right and and you can almost hear the uh, longing and and sort of a desperation well, yeah, in the I way mean, he plays somebody to love in this. I Brian mean, May, mm. he always says he wants his solos to be an extension of the story and to be another element of what the lyrics are saying. Like he he sees his solos as just another verse. Yeah, which is why oftentimes I don't know if you notice in Queen songs, but his his solos are during verse chord progressions. Yeah, that makes sense, and and, and he it, he does he it beautifully tells here. A story with his solos, you know. Heck yeah, dude! I could, I could go on about how much of a fan I am of Queen. I mean, yeah, yeah God, I mean, I own a red special Brian's guitar. <laughs> like he he yeah. is my inspiration when it comes to guitar. He yeah. is just extremely talented, and again, one of those where sometimes simpler is better. Right. <laughs> he, he he's not usually he associated exactly with the outlandish. Like, yeah, there's Brighton Rock, which is, like, the big exception. He goes all in. But, but, but even then, still, it's a simple the most thing part. of just a simple, just a simple delay 
and then he just does stuff with yeah. it. It's like it's all very exactly and what it needs he, to be for every situation. Just such very precise. unique tones, and you just know it's Brian May when when you hear it. Um, Freddie, I mean, what 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 can I say that hasn't been said in so many yeah. years? Um, he's my inspiration yeah, he's, for vocals. <laughs> um, he, Queen is just my inspiration, but um, yeah. Freddie's extremely and let's talented. give let's give Deacon some love. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, we're getting there. I'm giving I'm giving everyone blue. their flowers. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, Freddie, of course, phenomenal. Very. Oh, yeah. He was young. I've been reading an autobiography. Very much insecure about um his facial appearance, even though mm. um a lot of that contributed to why he had such a great vocal range. Right. Right, um, right. Him and uh, speaking of Roger, him and and Roger both have the four octave range, right, right? Which is why Roger sounds so great with Freddie. And again, Brian, no shame to Brian. Brian, their harmonies are some of the best in music. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's yes, let's perfect. give John Deacon his flowers. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> bass players ever. Like yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. And he's oh, got yeah, an energy. I think the whole band Queen just has an energy to them with the crowd participation. Yeah, dude. Yeah. When when Freddie was was going in and getting the the crowd all riled up, you saw Deacon was laying out that bass line for <laughs> it. You could probably the feel that bass, in yeah. Your, yeah. your chest. I mean, golly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just my favorite yeah. song by them. You can feel the longing for love, and you know, something I think everyone's felt at one point, just lonely or something. Yeah. And it's just Indeed. a beautiful song, you know, coming from like a gospel background. Is the song the song right, really right. delved from a gospel with religious those harm, with those harmonies too? But also yeah, and that's that's another thing harmony. about the uh, the previous song, Jungle Land, also had some gospel roots to it in yeah. certain parts. So yeah. I'm glad we're in this number one spot. It seems <laughs> we're we're really getting into the feels. The feels right? these number yeah. two and one have been really yeah. feelsy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's beautiful, um, great piece. Um, if you've never seen Rock Montreal, watch the whole Rock Montreal. Somebody yes, Love is the, probably the best is. example, but there's so many other good songs off that album. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, ending this off here this evening, uh, we'll do my number one here. And this is, like I said, Queen and Journey are my two favorite bands. So we're going to, we got Queen. Now we're getting some Journey. So this is an interesting one. This is Journey Live in Manila, 2009. Oh, so the thing, 2009. Yeah, right? 2009 and yeah, 1981. The two most common years are 1981 and 2009. <laughs> Hold on. Cut. <laughs> Fucking David's playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the... God damn it. <laughs> it actually sounds really good, though. I, I don't know if you can hear I, it. I heard some of it. I heard the wee 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 wee. Like little Yeah, yeah. It sounds good though. Like don't get me wrong. It was funny. Nathan heard it too. Really? No, I, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I just heard like a few yeah. little notes and I was like, yeah. that's kinda of funny. <laughs> Alright. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna do it. Just, just gonna introduce mine again. Sounds um, good. Yeah, so alright, we're gonna go with my number one here. Um like I said, you know, Queen and Journey are my two favorite bands. So got some Queen, now we're gonna do some Journey. Uh this is Journey Live in Manila, 2009. Like, hey, 2009. Like, uh, Look know, at that. Two most common years so far have been 2009 and 1981. Um, this is an interesting one. So this is Journey Live in Manila, Manila which uh, you'll notice about the year 2009 with Journey. This is the first tour with uh, Arnel Pineda. Now, this is a hot take. 
I know this is a very very I know, hot take. I'm waiting for it. But uh um I I think we share this opinion oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, is that I personally prefer Arnell over Steve Perry. All right, is Travis the quit quit like, quit. No, <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. And the, and just, the crowd begins to riot, No. You know? There's yeah, we lose we lose, we all, lose our followers. all followers, Everything's all gone. fans yeah. just uh, bail um, on us. But I don't know, there's just something about what he does. Dylan, you said it best. Yeah. You, you, we were we were we were talking we were talking about this one time and he said like Steve Perry, he paved the road. Yeah. But uh yeah, well well do, he do, do, he do forged that path, yeah. right? And then Arnell came in and it had it paved and then took the sports car out to, to show you what where that road really goes. Road be, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is I think just so all credit to Steve amazing. Perry, yeah, right, for sure. But absolutely, but I think this just this is my favorite performance of this song. This is uh, "Open Arms," which is probably one of my favorite Journey songs. So let's get into it. All righty, lads, how was that? Steve Perry's better. Wow, I'm just wow. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm almost speechless. No, I mean, was, what can I say about Arnell? We ooh. we mentioned earlier. How it's like, oh, Steve Perry, Arnell. Uh, it, exactly what Dylan and Danny said. It's like, uh, without Steve Perry, the music and stuff wouldn't have existed and stuff. But Arnell just takes it to another level. He yeah. he completely just, excels in a way that's just And you can see the, the fire yeah. in every band member because of Arnell. He, like, he, he, he brought it back to life. and He brought he's, a youth to that band. Man. Exactly. Yeah. It's... Um, and to think that 15 years later, he's still doing this yep, and still kicking ass just as much. Like we saw, we saw, we, each time oh, yeah. we've seen them and you guys have seen them yeah. twice too, yeah. you know, like, I saw it's, um, oh, oh, you, saw, well, you saw, you saw half saw, of them, we saw with, half and, of them, uh, Albuquerque, uh, <laughs> but, um, we got to see him perform. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And it's just each time he performs, it's just, it's that good like it, each time it's just he's never lost it it's he's, just it's yeah. it's amazing what he can do with a song it was with these songs especially he but. just brings a whole uh, new energy just like you guys said to that band yeah. that gives them just that motivation that to excel at it right and uh, it's funny because just like my number one pick in in 2009 you know this this pick starts with a very emotional uh, piano intro and then it goes into this like guitar duo. yeah but this one has yeah. neil sean's just like volume swell we mentioned earlier like the di like the the thicker or the thin tone yeah. and this is why i prefer that thick tone of like what yeah it can but do, if you, you tried know? this with stone in love it, i don't well, know that's if you whole different yeah yeah this is a ballad you know exactly you need, you need to that space you know yeah and and that and that's another thing i was going to mention is that freaking jonathan kane he knows how to write a damn good ballad yes you know like i mean you've got open arms faith 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 faithfully um open um oh my god there's so many i'm losing it like there, uh, there's uh, so yeah. many like when, say, you, when you so when many. you uh, love a woman um yeah. After all these years on the Revelation album, even on their newest album, Freedom, there's a great song called Live Live to Love Again. 
and he just he keeps writing these ballads that are just like who wrote who's crying now who's crying now um i think it was uh jonathan kane and steve perry okay nice that makes sense Uh, and maybe neil maybe neil 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 that's canon that's canon um but um yeah uh, but I mean, just the ballads that Journey writes. Uh, Send her my love was the one. Send I her my love, yes. love. Oh, of the course. One, the, the, the one I was thinking, which that is my favorite Journey song. Oh, that's yes. easily Escape. my favorite. That uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that a great there. one too. Um, but um, but but yeah, I mean this, just everything. Like, and what's amazing about this and what they've done since this concert is they added Neil Sean so, solo. That's, oh, that's yeah. not in the recording. Yeah. That yeah. solo. And, and that it, solo that, I it believe was, originated here. Um it's kind of interesting because cause he does a little bit of that um, emotional playing, which I love and really connect with. And then he does a little noodling, which show enough, but yeah. I love that it's, too. No, it, and it's done it, very tastefully. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And like just the way it the way that solo moves and like where it comes in right after he's saying like big like open arms and then just oh yeah it fits in perfect it's again that kind of brian may thing of extending the story and telling another another part of it you know and then they go back into it again which this again shows uh how amazing it is for arnell to do this because they make him sing the chorus again they make him do it a third time you know oh yeah he only has they only do it twice in the original recording but he does it again and each time it is pitch perfect yep and it's just, this is, this is, I think this is the best, uh, or uh, my favorite Journey concert. This Manila. Yeah. Man- okay. Manila, Heck yeah, dude. Know, like this wow. is just, everything here is just, uh, it's so, so good. Like it is just. Mm. Yep. Heck yeah. That's, that's so how I feel about that. Uh, 2009 Bruce Springsteen right, as well. Right, Every right, song off of that is feels about the queen one. Like one each number like ones. Fit, our number yeah, ones, our number ones are very, all very solid. This, our very whole list tough. was very, very solid. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if did any of us have any other thoughts about any other songs oh, that we wanted to talk about or I think we I mean, want to wrap I, it up here. I think that's about it. it. I just well. want to say, like yeah, just want to say of, thank yeah. you for having me on. You yeah, know, I mean, this thank is you so much for coming on. Totally this new is, for me, the whole podcast yeah, thing. This is this has been a lot of fun, and this hopefully this won't be the last time you're on. You know, yeah, down yeah, the dude. Line, we'd love to. I feel like I should apologize to the viewers for my unprofessionality, no, but what are you talking about, man? You've been a great guest. You got to this see the a lot of fun. The see the behind the scenes of our, yeah, our <laughs> recording process and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, this is this has no. been a highlight of the podcast so far yeah. as having you on. It's so. it, your yeah, first dude, guest. Well, it's looking awesome looking to have you to on your back. Oh, I'll yeah. keep tuning in and uh yeah, yeah. I love this. Yeah, so this has been uh Daniel and Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and uh check us out on Instagram at popculturepod01. We swear more episodes are coming. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're just a little after kind of a bit of a lull. A little behind. Stuff Stuff but is, we'll catch up, we promise. Coming out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll see you. See you for listening.